This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing, the official brew of getting the monkey off your back. Looking to celebrate? Crack Stonies. Pure, honest beer. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and with us is our insider, Brad Lambert. Brad, we finally beat the Patriots. What did you see in that game that was so different from the other games previously that gave the Steelers the best chance of winning? You know, I, I'd like to say it's because they didn't turn the ball over, but we all know that wasn't the case. Yeah, two more um, two more interceptions. You're but, right. Uh, yeah. this, this victory was solely on the defense. Um they stood up. They made the, the stops when they needed to. They got the turnover when they needed to. Yep. Uh, Joe Hayden played an unbelievable game. Killed it. And, yeah, uh, yeah they uh, they got to Brady when they needed to. It, it was a very clutch victory in regards to when they made the plays, how they made the plays. And, uh, you know, I think it could have been a bigger blowout you know, if uh, we didn't turn the ball over like we did. But yeah. uh, we needed that win, and we got it, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it seemed like the Steelers were doing a, a really good job of both controlling the clock in that game and, you know, stretching it out, trying to keep Brady off the field as much as possible, at least through offense. And the couple times that they did get down inside the red zone, Steelers were in. They were both inside the red zone three times. Steelers came away with two touchdowns. Patriots only came away with one touchdown and two times they didn't get points. Fortunately, like we're saying about Joe Hayden's um, most timely interception of the season, and that's something that we've both been harping on the defense, is they've been playing good defense, they've been getting pressure, they just haven't been able to get those turnovers. And this yeah. was by far the most impactful turnover we've had in a game. So it was super awesome to see not only the way that they did it, but the point in the game where, you know, Patriots are probably coming away with points no matter what in this situation. Good pressure by um, Hayward coming off the one side and TJ Watt coming off the other side, forcing Brady to throw a ball he didn't want to throw. Couldn't step into it, so he couldn't get it out of bounds. And Hayden jumping up in between both Edelman and Gronk to make that grab was something that, that – I, it was just beautiful to watch as a Steeler fan. Yeah, but, you know, I think you said it best. We controlled the clock and kept Brady off the field. But how do you do that? By running the football. Yep. <laughs> they 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 committed to the run again. Jalen Samuels had almost 20 carries on the ground, mm -hmm. racked up a buck 42, yep. his best game as a player in the NFL. And uh, – I believe after the game, it was funny because he was talking to reporters and said he's never had 19 carries in a game before. Yeah, so um, that was interesting. But, you know, they I think our stat is, is uh, our win percentage is very high when James Conner had at least 20 carries. Yeah. 
um, this season. So you you run the ball, you stick to running the ball, and you win um, because Ben isn't chucking the ball sixty times. Yeah. Um, he had you know thirty four attempts yep. and twenty two completions. Yep. Uh, he looked okay. Mm-hmm. He made some big throws. But, uh, you know, I think Ben needs to clean it up a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's we got the victory. We need to win again this week. Yeah. Um, but we, we could not afford to lose and that game. You're, you're 100% right because that would have been the season. If the Steelers lost, they have no chance at a – at the playoffs, or at least the champs are very, very. The chances are very, very slim with the Ravens yeah. being right there, and that was the difference between being a half game up and a half game behind the Ravens. So Steelers are still controlling their path to the playoffs, and that's huge. And I want to go back and talk with uh, talk about Jalen Samuels a bit because that's a breakout game for him in his whole career of football. I mean, he was known as a touchdown machine and more of like a slot scat back in college at NC State, but man. Yep. And I was watching him, and and I think we discussed this also on a podcast earlier this year. Watching him in college and watching his highlights in college, I saw him as a slot receiver. I thought, oh, Steelers have their next great slot receiver. But they've really committed to making him an inline running back. And it's shown. He's put on a little bit more weight. He's gotten more comfortable. There was a couple instances in his college film where you could see he did have the potential of running the football, and that was when he was the NC State wildcard or sorry, Wildcat quarterback. So when they went into a pure running set, he'd be down around goal lines or first down situations, and he'd be the person reading or handing off the football but running the show as a, you know, scat back running back as their Wildcat quarterback. So he did have the potential to understand and what and understands what it's like to keep possession and run hard yards with the football. But the fact that the Steelers coaches turned him into an actual running back is just really surprising to me, and it was really great to see in that game. I mean, I, I can't say enough great things about him because he's a heady player. He's got a, a high football IQ and he's just as comfortable, if not better running routes as a receiver out of the backfield as any, any running back we've ever had. Yeah. They, they praised him coming out of college being like uh, Charles clay, um, yeah. a nice hybrid tight end receiver, running back mix. Mm. And uh, he's he's shown his uh, abilities this year in a very limited role, and uh, more so of late with the injury to James Conner. So um, it's very nice to see we have a capable back uh, and just overall player who can come in and make plays when you know our starter goes down. So um, you know, props to Jalen Samuels, incredible game, Mm. and uh, if he doesn't put up the yards that he did. I don't know if the Steelers won that game. Yeah, I mean, that's a big case. And especially, you know, Steelers, I thought they had to play a perfect game to beat the Patriots. You know, no penalties, no turnovers, no dumb mistakes. And that wasn't the case again this week. I mean, there were still two interceptions in the game. Came at, you know, pretty times when the Steelers were driving both times with the chance to get scores. And... Um, so they were sad to see. It was good that we did win the penalty battle, and I was surprised that the Patriots' penalties, they were up over 10 penalties for the game, which I think is might be the first time they've done it all season. Um, so that was a huge win for them. But, um, but yeah, but uh, and missing a kick. I mean, Boswell misses that 
that short kick early in the game, and I'm I'm thinking to myself as a Steeler fan, I was like, oh no, here we go again. It's going to be we're going to let him back in the game. We didn't get the kick that we needed to make, but you know, props to him for for putting that behind him and hitting the big 48 yarder, which was the uh, the clincher for the game. So that was really, really a big big kick, and unfortunately, he did make that one. Yeah, I'm 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 done. You done with Boz? Yeah, I mean he's. He's had way too many chances. He leads the league in missed attempts, and and it's uh, both in field goals and extra points. It, you're right. Yeah, it's just not it's not a good trend. No, and it's not like he kind of missed the first one. Yeah, he shanked it. Yeah, it was like bad. it was it was really bad. And you know, yeah, props to him for making the second one. But yeah. He's we make can't have a guy. Yeah, I, I think they said. Uh, the, the kicker for the Pats, he hit, uh, I think, his last 50, 5 wow. inside 40. Wow. So yeah. that's that's what you want. Yeah. A guy that, like, Boz last year, like, you didn't even have to look. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm biting my fingernails for, like, a 15-yard attempt. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. like, it, it's not something that you need. You need to be able to leave a drive with at least three points. And that's not the case anymore. Yeah, you know. So, I I think they should have cut him last week. Yeah, um, and had somebody else heading into this game. And uh, you know, we have a very fine line and and uh, room for error here yeah. um, with the remaining games. And I, uh, you can't rely on a guy like that anymore. Yeah, and uh, you know, so it's. It looks like they're going to keep him again. So I don't know why uh, Tomlin, you know, feels the need to keep him around, but he does. So um, the one instance I know, at least just... Brad, is is they did try out kickers, and, and it was an open tryout last week. And evidently, he did beat out the other two kickers that were there, and that was the reason why they kept him for this week. But I mean, he's already cost the Steelers two games this season that would have been wins. The first, you know, game against Cleveland, that the tie was what could have been a win if he hits his first yep. uh, 47, 46 yarder, and then the uh, the Oakland game. Or was it the Oakland game that he missed the two? In that, or was it the Denver game? Uh, it was it was Oakland. It was the Oakland game. Yes, in the Oakland game. So that there's two games right there that would have been wins last year. Now they're a tie and a loss. So. You know the Steelers would be a vastly different team, but they're sitting at ten wins right now, as opposed to eight, and uh, still forcing or pushing to to, uh, to become a, a playoff contender. And, and and you know you're talking more about a first round buy as opposed to just making the playoffs and trying to win your division at this point in the season. But the one aspect that I did see, at least, is the only argument I can see by keeping him on the team is is it's financial. Um, they gave him a big contract this year. It's a big six and a half million dollar dent if they kick him off the team today. Um, I don't know if they're trying to get through to next season so they can defer the, the cap costs or the dead money, um, but that's the only reason I can see them keeping him on the roster is purely financial uh, because right now getting to the playoffs, getting to the end of the season, you have to win those games, and, and you have to do it with the best players possible. But, I mean, honestly, who else is out there right now? Did, did um, I know Kai Fobarth was in the, uh, in the tryouts last week. Did he get picked up by somebody this week? I don't know, yeah, I um, and if the decision is financial, which I don't think it is, just yeah. because um, obviously the Steelers cap 
room went up significantly when a certain player didn't report. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, I don't really see that as the uh, you know, and plus we can't really do anything with it right now anyway. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I just uh, I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us, uh, especially as the season goes into the playoffs. Hopefully, it, it's not really something you know that we can afford to leave any points. And I've never, I've never seen this situation either. Like we're looking at a, a kicker that on most teams would have been jettisoned after his first, you know, big loss or, or the kick that, that lost the game yep. for the team. Um, for the Steelers yep. to really stick with the guy is just, you know, I see them sticking with the guy through coaching staff and through quarterbacks and things like that. But, you know, it's the first time I've ever seen a team do that with a kicker and especially a kicker that's been so up and down. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with the guy. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm with you. I, I've got to hope for the best because it looks like we're riding with him again this week and it's a, it's a big game, but at least he's kicking inside a dome. He's going to have good conditions. Doesn't have to worry about the environment. Doesn't have to worry about slipping on the ground. He's got turf that's solid yeah. and he's got a, <laughs> no wind to push the ball either way. So we'll get a good gauge of really what he can do, I guess, inside the dome this weekend. Yeah. Um, every kick better be right down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, a couple things I wanted to touch base about was, you know, it was a it was an impressive win against the Patriots and the fact that even with the mistakes, the Steelers controlled the game. Um, but the most impressive part of it to me was the fact that they held the Patriots to 10 points. I tried to look specifically, you go, you know, our defense has had its trouble all year, especially his last three games, especially trying to hold a lead late in games. Um, they just haven't been able to stop you know, opposing offenses from moving the football. So I had to take a look and see what did they do differently this game. Uh, this game they came out with a lot lot more three down linemen. So you saw Hargrave on the field a lot this game. That helped to, um, you know, slow down their run game. It looked like they were trying to push a run game pretty hard against us. They thought they could be pretty successful against the Steelers. But having three down linemen was a big help. And the second factor, finally – the Steelers get up and play man defense, aggressive defense, and are hitting people off the line of scrimmage because nothing slows down a quarterback's reads more than a receiver that has to recover after being hit. So if you've got a, a quarterback that's looking for quick timing throws, you're getting pressure up the middle, you're hitting receivers, that's how we got pressure on Brady, and that's why he was uncomfortable for the day, and that's why he was not the same quarterback that we'd seen for the previous 10 years against us, you know, easily winning every time he drops back and throws a ball. Yeah. Um, I saw that with everybody, but Mm -hmm. Morgan Burnett. Okay. And I'm, I am at my wits end with him. Yeah. Uh, I just honestly, like he couldn't be a a more splitting image of, of Mike Mitchell. Um, This guy was supposed to be in, uh, you know, come in and be a veteran uh, safety yeah. that had ball skills and speed and, you know, and he's just kind of running around out there. You know, yeah. I, I I still am, am an advocate for Marcus Allen, even though he yeah. played one game. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, Gronk wasn't jammed at the line once. Yeah. You know, and, and towards the end of the game, you know, even at the, the the very last play, Brady threw it in the end zone. Burnett jumped up, not to bat it down. He tried to pick it, yeah, and it hit his hands and almost ricocheted right into Edelman. Yeah, 
Um, so it, it's just kind of like, dude, you know, I, I, I'm not seeing the appeal. Yeah. Um, even a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's getting burned. He's not making plays. Uh, his tackling is more of getting run over, you know, so mm. I, I don't, I don't get it, but he's a glaring weakness for, uh, for me on the defense. Yeah. And, uh, I, I feel we played better when he hasn't played. Yeah. Um, so I just hope that they, uh, you know, figure it out. Um, because Marcus didn't even get a hat again. Exactly. I mean, so yeah. second, second straight week being inactive after his having 17 snaps, the, the three games prior. And he played well in that game too. He was <laughs> impactful in that yes, game. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. So I don't know. I just, uh, that concerns me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good concern. You know, it, it's, I know, uh, Burnett's been having problems with his health all season too. So still don't know if he's 100%, but, you know, that's got to be a factor in the coaching decision at game time on who's going to get a hat and who's going to sit. And, you know, it, Burnett right now has been getting the hat. He, he still ended up with four tackles in the pass defense, which was probably the uh, interception that he tried to make right there at the end of the game was the pass defense that he got uh, that he got credited for. But, you know, yeah. I'm with you too. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Marcus Allen guy. I loved what he did in the preseason. I see his potential. Um, and I see more upside yep. with him as well yep. than Morgan Burnett. Um, but you know, yeah. but at least Morgan Burnett wasn't the reason why the Steelers <laughs> failed. They they had a, a great defensive game, you know, for the for, uh, across the board. Joe Hayden got AFC Player of the Week for his play. It looked like he, yep. had, he had holy crap! He had twelve tackles in the game, eight total, yeah, four he, assisted. He was all over the place. Eight, eight tackles or eight solo, four assisted. He had he had the big interception, which was the game changer. So. And uh, two total yeah. passes defense. So kudos to him. I mean, even though he had the one um, personal foul or the, the pass interference, which was, you know, I could I could see that go either way, just kind of like with the uh, Eli Rogers personal pass interference. But it got called. But he, I mean, he's a professional. He he still played hard after that and then made the play that mattered after that. So you know, great yeah, to see you know, I gotta show love to the interception he oh. had. Um, not only did he high point the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, above Gronkowski and Edelman, but he had to come back inbound, get yeah. two feet down, yep. and then he got completely nailed by Gronkowski and Edelman simultaneously. Trying to knock the and ball that out, was yeah. a big that was a big man play, man, because he he held on to that ball with dear life with both hands, and uh, yeah, so just incredible, incredible play. And you talk so about props the props to Joe. And you talk about the high point of high points, man. I couldn't believe how high he jumped up in the air to high point that football. Because that, that football was pretty – it looked like it would have made it out of bounds unless somebody made a perfect play on that ball, which Hayden did. You know, kudos yeah. to him. So that was I, – I don't think I've ever seen a defensive back jump that high on our defense to make a pick like that. It was really great to see. Yeah, probably not since uh... – a guy named Troy Polamalu. Oh gosh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you're right about yeah. that. <laughs> and man, we miss him. So credit to Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great play. And and I want to give kudos too to T.J. Watt. I thought he had an excellent game. Uh, he had he ended up with a one big sack. Um, he got a, a, a another well, that was his tackle for the loss was the big sack. Uh, but he was consistently getting pressure all day off that side, and and Brady had him in his sights i mean he, he brady knew where watt was so he was kind of had to move and react to where watt was pushing his man and and that pressure alone was making brady uncomfortable 
paired with Watts high motor. I mean, he really played an excellent game, and it was great to see out of him. Yeah, I mean, the, the other two guys um, I think deserve some props are uh, James Washington. Oh, yeah. Um, big, big comeback game for him. Welcome to the uh, NFL. Three catches, 65 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Yeah, he just he made a, a James Washington-type catch yeah. down the sideline. Yep. Uh, big play where he went up and got the ball over the defender. Yep. Uh, and that's what we need out of him. So I'm hoping he can build off of that. Uh, and, and uh, you know, shine next week as well versus New Orleans. And then uh, Vance McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, he only had uh, yeah. two catches, yeah. but one was for a touchdown and yep. one was a huge conversion on third down late in the fourth. Yeah. Um, so, you know, props to him as well. So, you know, offensively, when everything is all said and done, mm-hmm. the Steelers have one of the best, most complete offenses in football, especially when they get James Conner back. Yeah. So, you know, they the offense should not be the reason why we lose any football games ever. Yeah. Um, you know, so the the they just have to limit the turnovers and be smart. Yeah. Because they have one of the best offensive lines in football, if not the best. They yeah. have two of the best receivers in football. You know, I mean the the list just goes on and on and on. So yeah. um that's that's something they need to really just make the most out of because you know it you know the window's closing so mm-hmm. be smart don't turn the ball over make you know uh good stops when you can defensively and uh yeah yeah and and one let's, more point i want to make, make a run at this yeah yeah that'd be awesome and one more point i want to make too about the offense is randy fickner is putting them in the best position possible to make plays if you watch yeah. what he did when when we took the football for the opening drive, I'm like, oh, great. Well, we didn't defer. We did exactly what the Patriots wanted. They're going to get the ball first yeah. in the second half because you knew they were going to defer no matter what, or they, 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 they always prefer to take the ball first in the second half. That's the Patriot way. But Steelers say we're taking ball, and we go out there, and they line up on the field, and then they run. They, they spread out the Patriots which is something the Steelers, the Patriots always did to the Steelers. When they had matchup problems with our linebackers, they used to spread out our linebackers to make it tougher for us to get inside and, and rush the quarterback. So we kind of flipped the script a bit there on the play, and another small wrinkle that he did was they were bracketing both Juju Smith-Schuster and A.B. So Fickner said, okay, we're going to put both of them on the same side of the field. So now you had a lopsided defensive back pairing. You had four defensive backs on two receivers on the right-hand side of the field where you had on the left-hand side of the field, you had Eli Rogers and you had Vance McDonald running free. And they just had to make one-on-one catches. And that was the big touchdown catch was off of that same set. So Randy Feekner putting them in position to utilize their talents and also to pull the defense to make plays with because they have playmakers all over the ball I'm, I'm confident with switzer making a play with eli rogers welcome back eli rogers great game as well making tough yeah. catches after not even playing football all year i mean it, it looks like he didn't even miss a beat and that is amazing to me because his last game was was the jacksonville playoff game last year where he where he blew out his knee and he's been rehabbing ever since so it was great to see him not only get right back in the game, but I think he had the first couple big catches of the game to get first downs, and it was nice to just see him like jump back into the fray too. But you know, coming back to it, it's there's just so much talent that Ben is able to spread the ball out to, and he has confidence in all of his players as well. 
Connor's capable out of the backfield, also receiving the football. Uh, Samuels is even more capable out of the backfield coming out to receive footballs. So it's it's utilizing your personnel in the right spots to get get the success out of every single drive. And that was just uh, it was brilliant to see. I loved watching it. Yeah, I'll take it offensively. I, I thought they had a really great game plan put together, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Um, it's funny, they, the touchdown to Vance McDonald was actually a play the Raiders ran against us and scored on. Wow. Um, so they they were able to take that and utilize it mm-hmm. uh, for good. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, we got a tall task this week again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, good things coming out of that game. At least we didn't have a whole lot of injuries. Um, a couple couple bang ups during the game were Bud Dupree and and Vince William and Cam Hayward. They all had they all banged up their knees a little bit, but they all returned to the game. Um, good. And I know Dupree re- returned some. I think he pulled out again at the end. So we'll have to watch where he is. Uh, Terrell Edmonds was diagnosed with a concussion after the game, so he's in protocol. We got to wait to see if he's able to practice. If he gets one full practice in and he's clear, he's symptom-free the next day, he clears protocol. So we'll keep an eye on that. It sounds like James Conner's coming back this week. So that's huge news, <laughs> which is something that we both like to see. So to me, I, I'm going to be interested in to see how they're going to split James Conner's carries with Jalen Samuels uh, because I think both are capable of having some success in this game and both kind of offer a little bit of a different – way to attack you know James being more of a solid stronger running back uh, and then you've got your your speed attack and your more of your quickness and and a little bit more receiving out of the backfield from Jalen Samuels maybe as a third down back maybe alternating a couple series but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Steelers uh, um, utilize those two and it was nice to see Ben yeah I hmm? go ahead no sorry uh, I think you're gonna see uh then bring Connor back into the fold slowly, mm-hmm. um, especially because Samuels had such a great game. Uh, there's really no need to throw Connor into the fire, yeah, um, because Samuels proved he is capable. So mm-hmm. um, that's something that I'm excited to see get James back, get him some carries, and uh, congratulations to James Connor on his first Pro Bowl. Oh, that's big. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, they, we got to talk about all the Pro Bowl players who all made it to the Pro Bowl this year. We had three offensive linemen um, make it to the Pro Bowl with uh, Villanueva, DeCastro, and uh, Pouncey. Um, and we had James Conner make it into the Pro Bowl. Cam Hayward on defense, now is the second straight Pro Bowl. And, of course, Antonio Brown making the Pro Bowl again this year. Um, I know there's a couple players that didn't make the Pro Bowl on our team that are Pro Bowl caliber both two of them we drafted last year in both Juju uh, Smith-Schuster and in TJ Watt. You know, TJ Watt's up at 11 sacks. He's uh, he's really, really dominant this year as far as for a high motor and pressure, doesn't take a playoff. Um, he, has, he has, I mean, he's, he's just, I don't see why he doesn't get as much love. I mean, I thought he might get a little bit more love because of the name recognition with his brother. But he got snubbed, and so did Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju is, a, he's he, what is he leading the AFC in receptions right now? I think he has ninety-five receptions on the season, and that it's like seventeen more than Tyreek Hill, and uh, he's number yeah. three in receiving yardage. So you know, AB also has that big name. Obviously, 
Juju will also tell you, be the first to tell you, we all eat off of Antonio Brown's plate, meaning that Antonio Brown is taking the coverage and the other players get to be open because of it. So, you know, I, I, that that is understandable with that respect, but he's just putting up some excellent, excellent numbers this season. And it's, um, you know. Yeah, Ju- Juju for sure got snubbed, yeah. but I feel – for the NFL, I mean, they weren't going to allow the Steelers to have two receivers yeah. or any team for that matter. Um, that's just, unfortunately, the nature of the game. Yeah. Um, and then I also think Joe Hayden could have been in the conversation as well. Yeah, easily. Um, easily. I agree but, with that. But, uh, you know, Pro Bowl is a good accomplishment, mm-hmm. but uh, we all know what the, the real eye on the prize is. So. Yep. yep. The, the eye on the prize is not even to be able to play in the Pro Bowl because – it, when you're Agreed. preparing for the Super Bowl, that means that you cannot play for the Pro Bowl, and you know that's that's the best case scenario to have, and hopefully that happens again this year. Um, one yeah. uh, one other possible snub that I at least want to get your opinion on would be Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's having an excellent year. He's second in the a- in the NFL in in yardage. I mean, I I think his only glaring uh, uh, deficiency this season has to be his interceptions. But completion percentage, yep. quarterback rating, yardage, I mean, he's up there with everybody. But, I mean, you know, I, I can't take it away from Patrick Mahomes, what he's doing this season. I think he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. I would never pull him off of the roster. Um, who else then made it in the AFC? Was it was it Rivers and uh, Brady, then the other two? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, like you said, the glaring thing was the turnover ratio. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty bad this year but uh like i said i mean to be honest i don't really care about the uh the pro bowl stuff obviously like you said we want to make sure these boys are prepping for a super bowl instead so yeah um you know it's a nice nod but uh, i'm sure if you ask ben he would say the same thing so yeah well to prep for a super bowl the first thing they got to do is take care of business this week and that is against the offensive powerhouse of the New Orleans Saints traveling down to New Orleans this week to play in the Dome. And I think this is a much tougher test for the defense. Uh, This offense is much more prolific and talented than the New England offense they faced last week. Is there anything that you could see or that, that you'd think of to try to attack and slow down that New Orleans offense? Uh. I watched a little bit of the Panthers game the other night, yeah. and the one thing I'm really concerned about is Alvin Kamara. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I feel that if the Steelers can't stop the run, mm-hmm. I think they're just going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um, so I think it starts up front for them. Yeah. Uh, Javon Hargrave, Stefan Tuitt, Cam Hayward, yep. the linebackers, I, I think they really have to contain him uh, because he is very quick, uh, very athletic, very shifty. Yeah. Um, so uh, they got to stop the run. Yes. That's big because if Breeze is able to utilize play action, mm. um, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. So I think it starts with stopping the run, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you got to get in uh, Breeze's face. Yeah. I think you got to hit him a little bit. So TJ Watt. We need a big game from him, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I think the number one thing is stopping the run with this team. Yeah, yeah, because everything else comes off of that play actions, uh, misdirections, counters. I mean, it's 
it's got to be the number one as well. But also, you, you have to you have to pressure Breeze when he's got his chance to throw because he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and he's a, even though he's a sh- on the shorter side, he's a six foot quarterback. Um, you know, we've got some big linemen. Get some hands up in these passing lanes. Hopefully, we can knock some down or, or, or create a tip and turnover. But you know, it, it's it's what the Steelers said going through last year. We've got to stop the run. And that was the commitment for the season. The Steelers have done a much better job at stopping the run, but they have had trouble with these shiftier, faster running backs. So it's going to be a, a tall task, but I hope they're up to it. I don't know if they're going to bring in a um, somebody that's played New Orleans last year to help coach up the linebackers like they did this past <laughs> week with helping us out, uh, having that linebackers coach from the, the, the Giants come in to help us out and, and teach us how to go, go up and match up against the Patriots. But – any yeah. any possible coaching idea to help slow down the page the the Saints would be ideal at this point, especially because that win is huge. Steelers win that game, and if Baltimore loses against the Chargers, they have a meaningless game and essentially a bye for the last week of the season against Cincinnati. And that is something that I I see as being necessary for their health moving forward in the playoffs, since they didn't earn a one or a two seed. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel like having that be a, a meaningful game wouldn't be a bad thing. The Cincy um, game? Versus, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like this is, you know, an 05 scenario yeah. where, like, we got to run the table and the then yeah. going as a wild card and, you run know, kind of that kind of thing. So, because yeah. um, I, I don't know if you want to be like, hey, guys, all right, this week doesn't matter, but next week, no room for mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I would prefer, you know, obviously to have things locked, which yeah. is great, you yeah. know. But at the same time it's like I also want the guys really focused. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. to be excited about. Uh I think just for the for the sake of beating two very good teams back to back, um, would be huge for this team's confidence. Yeah. Uh, so I I hope they come out and and handle business. Yeah, if they show that they can beat the Patriots and the Saints back to back, that gives confidence to the entire team, knowing hey we're playoff ready and we know we can beat any team in the playoffs. So that has a lot to do with their confidence, and it is what you want to see. And I and I see that that benefit also too of playing hard every game going through. My only concern is I'm still worried a little bit about Ben's ribs. Um, I don't want him to take a headhunting shot by the Cincinnati Bengals, who we've known time and time again, to take those headhunting shots. But we can talk a little bit more about it next week to, once we figure out the results of this weekend uh, to, to see where it yeah. really matters and what they have to do to make the playoffs. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see. So is, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about um, coming up on the Steelers or anything we missed? Um. No, I, I I think uh other than predictions we could go into that. Cool. Cool. Well what are your predictions then this week going into New Orleans? I think it's gonna be a close game. Mm-hmm. Um if if the Steelers don't turn the ball over, I think uh I think they win this win this game. Nice. Uh like twenty four twenty one. Nice. Um but uh if they turn the ball over, it could get ugly real, real quick. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to put 
the ball in uh, Drew Brees' hands. Yeah. So. Yep. And and that's something that they they got away with last week. I mean, kudos to their defense for stepping up both times that they threw turnovers at midfield uh, and gave the Patriots the ball because they they slowed down both of those drives. Um, but I don't think that they can do that on the road. Down in the Superdome, you make those mistakes, it's going to burn you. It's going to burn you on the road. The crowd's going to get into it, and it's going to be a, a big, big deal. So Steelers have to do what they haven't done for most of the season, and that is cinch up on offense, not turn the ball over. And their defense is playing good enough right now. I'm, I'm, I've got more confidence uh, after watching them this week to know that they can match up a little bit better against other teams and they can play a little bit more aggressively. Uh, because I think that's what it's going to take to win moving forward and, and advance in the playoffs. Um, this finals of this game, I see it as being a tight one. Uh, I, I said earlier, you know, I really don't see the Steelers winning this game. I have it kind of like the other way, like a 28-21 to 21 game with, with, um, with the Saints coming out on top. But, you know, I can also see the, the path that the Steelers need to take to win this game if they – Mistake-free, yeah. hard defense, aggressive defense, they can win it. And um, and I'd like to see them. And if they win it in dominating fashion, then there's no game this year that I wouldn't pick them to win. So it's it's really something to something we got to see moving forward, and hopefully they can <laughs> they can show us all the team that we expected them to be this season. And that would be nice for all Steeler fans to say. So last it's all about when you turn it on, man. It is. That's it. Yep. It's it's not who's. It's never what the best team is or what the best team's record. It's who's playing the best football at the end of the season. And Steelers yeah. showed last week they they played their best football of the season last week. And if they continue to keep doing that, they've got a shot. So they got a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And uh, Brad, I wanted to mention too. Uh, I know you're starting up a new uh, entertainment. Um, I guess is this technically a podcast? Is this a show? How how does this work out? Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's more of a show. Okay. Um, it'll live on my social channels. Uh, I've been working on it for a few years and uh, very happy for it to come to fruition. Um, it's called Producing Happiness. Nice. Uh, I'm going to be sitting down with some of the most incredible people in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. um, me being out here in Hollywood, I'm a producer and talent manager and a speaker. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been very blessed to know a lot of really incredible people. Nice. So, um, you know, producers, directors, actors, athletes you will 100 percent see uh some pittsburgh steelers on here nice uh ryan shazier willie parker you know a few of my guys yeah um so really really excited about that um but uh, the whole point of the show is to you know inspire and help people that's great, um, oh, that's and, great. and we're going to be talking about you know people's journey uh in their pursuit to happiness both in their personal life and in their careers um, because at the end of the day, happiness is all that matters. And nice. if you're not happy um, in either of those domains, mm. you're not going to be successful. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, it uh, shot a few episodes already. So really excited to uh, start pushing them out uh, early 2019. Nice. So where can we see those episodes? Um, you can find them on all my social media channels. Okay. So, uh, specifically on Instagram at Brad R. Lambert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll have, uh, micro content, full, full episodes available. And then, uh, if you're more into podcasts, we will have audio versions as well. So, oh, that's great. um, 
yeah, really looking forward to it and, uh, you know, appreciate all the support. Well, that's a great message for anyone to be able to get into and listen to. So best of luck to you on that. And we look forward to watching that show develop. And, you know, thanks again, too, for coming in and lending your positive attitude to our podcast as well, man. <laughs> we always appreciate it. Always. It's all <laughs> love for Steeler Nation. Cool, cool. Hey, Steeler fans, I not only run the podcast, I also write articles. Each week, I look inside the games to find the hidden plays and also find the play which decided the fate of the game in As the Game Turns. So come on over to SteelerNation.com to read those articles and also my commentary and join in some of the fun as well in our football forum, which I believe is the best football forum on the internet. It's not just Steelers. I mean, there's a ton of Steelers, but we are very, very knowledgeable on the entire NFL. So come join us. Join the conversation, join to the fun at www.steelernation.com. Thanks again for joining us for the SteelerNation.com podcast sponsored by Stony Brewing. I'm G Stryker with Brad Lambert rooting along with you. Win or lose, go Steelers!